Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And on the grid, the sports grid, this is Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Let's uh, do this thing as we get you ready. Uh, for a weekend, uh, but not many games, a few games. We have some AFL football going on in Australia, but we have a lot of NFL uh, football to break down. A lot of stuff to get to. We're going to take some of your questions on Twitter as well. Since there's no chat, uh, at least this is a way we can uh, stay uh, connected to you. Everyone's doing social distancing uh, right now. We want to do <laughs> some social connecting we're connecting with the raging redhead cab store what's up cab what's happening gabe yeah just uh same old day buddy it's me and the ponies from now on me and the animals it's funny i get babano's uh, guys picks i told his story yeah he says 10 to 1 the horse is 8 to 5 and finish last i think that's the last pick i'll take i'll do it myself yeah well that's what that's one thing that's consistent about this world babano's always going to get the best number but that's kind of a reach from 10 to 1 uh to 8 8 to 5 uh, i'll tell you what so as you mentioned, the ponies are still going on. Not everywhere. There's no there's no fans at these races, but the tracks are still open, and it's good. You know, if we can keep things open in a safe manner, I'm all I'm all for it. Unlike the beaches in Florida, which is not uh, very safe. But one thing with racetracks, there's a lot of old people. Okay, that's and, a good point. <laughs> and one thing with old people, uh, coronavirus is attracted to them, and we have our first casualty. Um, and not, um, I say casualty, I'm saying our first guy that got it in the National Football League, and that, of course, is Sean Payton. And it's interesting because Sean Payton uh, last weekend was saying he thought that they should postpone NFL free agency due to the coronavirus and because it's going to be difficult for teams to meet players and, and meetings and physicals and stuff like that. And, you know, the NFL obviously has gone forward uh, with it. But ironically enough, Sean Payton did this interview at a horse race. Uh-oh. And you know, a couple of days later, he's got coronavirus. Uh, as a betting man, Cam, I'm willing to bet it that he got it at the track. Uh, yeah, so. some old guy. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Friend of, friend of the Saints. Uh-oh. That's the thing, man. And, and unlike the flu and other things, like sometimes when you're on a subway or a bus, Gabe, you wash your hands. This coronavirus is different than anything like it's there, you're done. Like, there's no shaking it off or whatever. That's the thing, man. It's uh, it's pretty scary. It's a very, very tough 
full. I would not bet against coronavirus in any type of situation. He's a favorite that always covers. Yeah, why do you think Kevin Durant joined them? Uh, <laughs> coronavirus is the, the num number one team in the world right now. They're smashing everybody, unfortunately. Yeah, true. Uh, true. But stay safe, uh, everybody yeah. uh, out there uh, right now. And, you know, we saw those pictures of the kids and the videos of the, of the, the people spring break uh, in Florida. It's a disgrace. Um, listen, it's okay to go out, guys. It's okay to go for a walk. It's okay to walk your dog. And, in fact, they're encouraging it. They say, yeah, go out, uh, get some fresh air. What's not okay is to hang out with 30,000 people on a beach um, uh, playing volleyball and wrestling in the sand and everything. You couldn't pay me. Um, I said if you paid me $5,000, I wouldn't stand in the middle of those spring breakers right now. Uh, somebody said, what about for a million? Well, oh. for a for a million, yeah, I can afford my own personal doctor after, and 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 I can afford like a, a plane ticket far away from everybody. So, million dollars a little bit different, Cam. Oh yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, you're like, what's your number, Cam? I say twenty grand. You're like twenty-five grand. I'm like twenty grand is a good enough number for me to take care of a couple chunks, debts, things like that. Have a little spending money, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be in quarantine. But hey, I'd twenty-five dimes, twenty-five k. I'm only spending an hour or two. Yeah. I'm not spending a day. Like, you give me an hour, I'll go in, I'll hang out for an hour. I, I try not to touch anybody. <laughs> try not to, like, breathe or, like, you know, I'll be kind of freaked out. Because that'd be the deal. No mask allowed. <laughs> You're sent in. Uh, no mask allowed. But it's a disgrace what's going on yeah. in Florida. And it's for the betterment of everybody if you don't do that. I All those people are going to go back to their towns now. They're going to spread, spread the virus. And, you know, we all want normalcy back. We all want sports back. We all want leagues back. So... Nobody's offering me and Cam a million dollars to do anything, uh, unfortunately, right now. Uh, but the, the LA, they'll offer you 4,600 to get shot up with coronavirus, but that's another story. Uh, the, the LA Chargers offered Melvin Gordon pretty big contract last year, quite a few million, um, quite a few millions more than he ended up uh, getting from the division rival Denver Broncos. And <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, listen, it's not our money. And they got a great deal uh, for Melvin Gordon, actually. They got Melvin Gordon on the cheap. And it's pretty clear that Melvin realized uh, that the money that he was looking for just wasn't going to be there. $16 million for Melvin Gordon, two years. And let's not forget, he wanted like... Um, he 10, wanted 10 plus, right? No, no, he wanted 16 per. He wanted yeah, 15, 16 million. Yeah. And last year, yeah, the Chargers offered him 10 plus. The Chargers offered like 11. I think they got up to 12 and even 13. Like they were, and, you know, he said no at the time. And the market just isn't there for him. So he gets $13.5 million guaranteed. So it's not like people are going to rip Melvin and say, oh, he's a loser and all this type of stuff. He oh, turned down not. money. Listen, he, he's walking away at 13.5. It's only a two-year deal. He's going to get the full 16. So he's getting 16 million, but he did leave money on the table, and he's going to get lowballed again in two years. So in the end, he gambled and he lost. Um, and you know, it, it, it goes to show that the NFL doesn't play around when it comes to running backs, unless you're super elite. Le'Veon Bell was lucky to get the money that he did from the Jets, and I think Melvin Gordon thought he could do the same. But we're seeing, even with the quarterback market. NFL teams are being pretty shrewd. But, Cam, we spoke earlier in the week about the Denver Broncos, and they were one of the teams out of all the, the season win totals that caught my eye the most. We brought them up. They were seven and a half 
they were a pretty good football team last year, like near the end. I think they went like four and two in the last six games or so. Uh, Drew Locke, you know, he wasn't, you know, Drew Locke, you know, I think they, they're on to something. There's going to be still some, some growing pains with Drew Locke. But we know they have a decent defense. They traded Chris Harris, yes. Yeah. But I like the direction the Broncos are going in. And bringing in Melvin Gordon, they were lacking skill position players. Forget about the monetary situation. It's not our money. It's not our contract. It's not our salary cap. We've got our own problems to worry about. From a football standpoint, makes the Denver Broncos a better football team. I love the move. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So you got you to pack the punch. Philip Lindsay, you got Melvin Gordon. And I'll tell you something, Gabe, they got Flacco off the books, right? He's not playing anymore. Think about when Seattle did well. And what do, what do these teams do? They get these young quarterbacks at good, cheap rookie deals, and then you could do some really good things. So Denver's got some money to play with and money to burn. That's actually very good spending, too, on Gordon. Uh, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, another, uh, I would say, I, I like their defense is good, but they got a good young tight end. I think one more receiver. They have tall guys, but they need a guy that's a little more consistent. Like Benny Fowler, he's got potential, but they need that one game-breaking guy to help out Locke, and I think Denver could be real scary. But, yeah, the total was – and we told you, don't bet at 7.5. People think Kansas City, Chargers, all the other stuff. We'll probably get it at 7 game if we wait. So I would take Denver over that for sure. Yeah, you know, right now at 7.5, like I said, I would prefer it at 7 as well. Only, you know, because, you know, we can be playing for the push if they go seven yeah. and nine. It's a, it's a pretty tough division. Yet another another domino falls uh, right now in the National Football League. Melvin Gordon uh, to the Denver Broncos. And I'll tell you what, uh, Melvin Gordon's name was connected uh, to the Buffalo Bills on more than one occasion, uh, actually. He was last year. He was again this year. I guess the Bills just didn't want to pony up uh, and pay 16 a million dollars. Now, I think the Broncos got a good deal, $8 million per year. That's good. Very, very good deal for a player as talented as Melvin Gordon. And, and Gordon's going to be playing for money. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. The problem is for Gordon, as good as he is, it won't matter. They're still going to screw him again with his next contract. He's one of these dudes. They screwed him once. They'll screw him again. But he will play with a chip on his shoulder. And I, I tell you, it's going to be interesting. Uh, He's going to be fired up, I'll tell you that much, when they play the Chargers, knowing how much uh, they didn't want him. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing about the Chargers, too. He, he's got ill will towards his team. And I'll tell you one thing, Gabe, we talked about it. No offense to your former boy, Tyrod Taylor, there, but I've watched games where that guy skips in balls. He's very inconsistent. I think the Chargers are going to have to uh, get a quarterback and maybe trade up in the draft to get one. But I will say this. I like Denver's prospects a lot because if you think one team is going to regress, it might be – the, the LA Chargers. These guys, I'm I don't know what they're doing. Game. They're not doing anything. Actually, they're, they're, I'm shocked right they now. They keep like, losing guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like you used to be a contender. Like, what are you doing to this team? Like, uh, right now, Denver's a, a team pointing upwards and the Chargers are a team pointing downwards. Everybody looking up at the Chiefs. But I'll tell you, man, I don't know what the hell the Chargers are doing. Maybe they got a surprise at the draft where they trade up and get Tua. Who knows? Well, that's, you know, at this point, you have to believe that's the direction they're going. You and I have talked about Winston. And the Chargers making some sense um, uh, together. Um, and everything will fall into place. Um, we'll, we'll get into some NFL draft talk on this program uh, today. As I mentioned, we'll take some of your questions on Twitter uh, as well. A way to stay connected uh, to you guys. Um, I'll tell you, though, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We've noticed a common theme this week in the National Football League. Players pretty much talking about a full-on lack of respect uh, from the coaches on the way out after the fact. And, you know, earlier in the week, we talked about Bill O'Brien 
talking about DeAndre Hopkins what and Bill O'Brien didn't like DeAndre Hopkins' kids being around and um, and the mothers because he had a couple of chicks that were around with different kids. He didn't like them around uh, after the game and he compared them to Aaron Hernandez. He said, the last time I had a talk with someone like this was with Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. And basically, yeah, sure. Hopkins... A guy who murdered people, Gabe. Yeah. You know, imagine me and you were in that meeting and Bill O'Brien said that to me. You are comparing me to a murderer. Like, I, I'd go up to you, you know what? I'd flip him the bird, F you, I'm done. And I'll tell you something, Bill O'Brien is running that franchise into the ground, people. You want to you wanna, you wanna sell your Houston Texan stock if you got any, because <laughs> this team's going nowhere fast. Deshaun Watson's going to be pissed. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, David Johnson, I like him as a back, but we can tell you he's not going to make it through the season. He's going to get hurt. What a fleece job. I, I, Bill O'Brien, I don't know how this guy does it, Gabe. Uh, he, he, he anoints himself president. I can do whatever I do, and nobody's stepping in to stop the bleeding. This franchise is going down fast. Yeah, we were talking about how it's so baffling how all those stupid kids are on the beach in Florida, and it's just hard <laughs> to comprehend that anybody thinks it's a good idea. It's like, how does anyone think it's a good idea that Bill O'Brien is running a National Football League team right now, as you stated, into the ground, and similar situation in Detroit right now with the Detroit Lions. You know, you look at the Lions. I'm a big fan of Jim Caldwell. The Lions were a great team to bet on. They were covering machines. Uh, when they brought Jim Bob Cooter in, remember, and, and, and Caldwell, yeah. They had a nice thing going. They were winning nine and ten football games. They weren't even that talented, yet they, you know, they threw the ball around um, and they got into the playoffs. The players liked Caldwell. Uh, the fans, you know, was, the, the Lions had something going at least. They, you know, and, they bring, they bring, and, in, yeah, they had less. Let's remember. Oh, they had less they, talent. They, yeah. no, their offensive line when Caldwell was there was horrible. What did they have? Do you have Megatron for a couple of years? Uh, no running game, no nothing, and Caldwell Caldwell got the best out of these guys. Patricia's got Gall Galladay, one of the fastest receivers in the league. They got uh, good young running backs there. You know, it's crazy. I, I look at this team right now, slay oh, on defense. defense. Yeah, loaded defense, an improved offensive line, and Patricia's a, all you got to know about Matt Patricia, we talked about it. He's calling people slobs. He walks in with a chicken bone in his beard. He looks like he rolled out of a ditch, you know, after a uh, all-night party at Hooters, and then he calls the other guy, oh, yeah, you're late. And then he's late for the meeting. Like, are you kidding me? This guy is such a hypocrite. He came up and he starts ripping on people. Oh, this guy looks like a slob. No, dude, you look like a slob with a pencil behind your ear and players don't like you. I'm glad that Slay took a shot at that guy. I, I don't like Patricia yeah, either. Darius Slay says on the way out um, that, um, you know, Darius Slay worked out with Akeem Tlaib and Richard Sherman in the offseason. And Matt Patricia told him, you have no business working out with Akeem Tlaib and Richard Sherman. They're elite cornerbacks. You're not elite. You know, like, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> they're working out uh, with you. And look at the common pattern of the jerkdom that comes from the Patriots, bro. Um, and even Bill Belichick's a jerk, but at least he's got somewhat a, of a sense of humor. He's a winner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but at least he's a winner. You look at Matt Patricia, demeans the players, makes them practice outside in the snow when they're a dome team, like even at home games. He does stupid stuff. Um, you know, and the thing is, he's a bad coach. He's 9-22 and one. The players hate him. And I guess Matt Patricia, like, said all kinds of things to Darius Slay, you know, about him trading jerseys with players and about how, you know, he's not good enough to be working out uh, with these other guys because they're elite. And you hear this all the time. And look, look at the, the dude, the, the judge guy with the Giants right now. Uh, you know, he had his press conference and everyone loved him. Then, you know, recently he said, I don't call players by their name until they earn it. It's like, who the hell are you? 
I know. Like you're a dude in your late 30s or whatever. You're freaking lucky, bro. You got I hired. Know. Yeah, no it's like, <laughs> I see that just uh, the Giants just hired the strength and conditioning coach of the Tennessee uh, Volunteers. Ooh, how'd you get the coach from Tennessee to come? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, Freddie Kitchens is on the staff. Like Jason Garrett, it's a freaking joke. Like, the, you know, and this guy's like demeaning. He said Daniel Jones like hasn't earned to be called by his name yet. He said that player. Like, yeah, I'm sure that goes over well. You know what like I these, can tell you? Yeah, they're, they're all horrible. Like, who the hell are these guys? It's unbelievable, these jerk-off coaches in the if, NFL. If, he's, if anybody hasn't earned the right, it's him. You've done nothing so far, buddy, with your gig. And when you fall flat on your face, the players are just going to call you fired. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. The players have no sympathy. Like, I don't know. Like, honestly, I'd like to do a poll. You know, 53 players on an NFL team. I'd like to do a poll. And... Yeah, and I, I, I like, who's more disliked, Bill O'Brien or Matt Patricia out of the 53 guys on the team? Like, who likes Matt Patricia? Like I said, he's he's an a-hole, he's a jerk, and he's a bad coach. They're 9-22-1. Nine, 9-22-1 nine and one. Nine, 22 and one with a football team that was 9-7, and 10-6 and, and six all the time. Like, at least, you know, listen, if you're a Buffalo Bill fan, listen, at least the Bills try. They're a good team. They try. They fall short. At least Brady's out of the way now. You're a Cleveland Brown fan. You have talent. You're just sort of dysfunctional all the time. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, there's not a hope in hell you're ever going to win. No. Nope. Like the Ford family's never winning a Super Bowl. Matt Patricia sure as hell is not winning a Super Bowl. Listen, he's been there two years. He's won nine games. A football team that used to win nine games on their own in a single year under Jim Caldwell with less talent, as you mentioned. It's a joke. I got to believe this would be Matt Patricia's last year, but. You know, like I said, the Fords, they're, they're incompetent when it comes to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I wouldn't hire this guy to be a ball boy, but uh, good luck on you, Detroit. And I've talked about it before. Pierre McGuire, the hockey analyst on NBC that some of you know, everyone else knows him, yep. TSN. He was the coach at Hartford Whalers, one of the youngest coaches ever. Uh, specifically at the time, he was the youngest coaches ever in the NHL. And he was an assistant coach for like one year with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But the Penguins were good and they won a cup. So he became a head coach at the Hartford Whalers. Nobody wanted to coach the Whalers. He coached the Hartford Whalers. And he pretty much like carbon copied everything that he learned from Scotty Bowman. Except he talked to people the same way. So he would say the same things. Like on the bench, he would say like the same things during the game. He would talk to players in the same way. And he thought, well, Scotty Bowman's the greatest coach of all time. So it's obviously going to work. But no. the thing is, no, you're not Scotty Bowman. <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing. It's like, you're not Bill Belichick. <laughs> yes. Bill Belichick yes. can say, hey, number 12, right? Who the hell are you, Matt Patricia? Like you said, like Cam said, Cam, you know, he's got chicken wings and egg rolls sticking out of his beard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's calling out media guys for like uh, not for dressing slumped. appropriately at press yeah. conferences. The guy is just a hypocrite. And you can tell. I called it from day one that the players hated Matt Patricia. I could tell right away with, with Matt Stafford. They said, oh, is there a new culture? And he didn't even smile. He goes, yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, exactly. Like, he didn't even fake it. All right, get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish along with Frank Stample trying to get a little bit of an inside edge as to some of the players and what they think their performance may be. Came in big. I always tried to work out heavy and hard in the offseason. I think there's a lot of room to improve because the first half of my season last year wasn't the way I wanted it to go. I do think that Correa is going to be very, uh, healthy this year all year long. I think he's going to have a monster year. I bet you out too, but I still have a lot of bases. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll get 30. 30? Yeah, he'll, he'll get 30. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down with our main man, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We're talking some NFL football uh, right now. Of course, there's been a lot of signings and uh, and all that. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, Stephon Diggs, now Melvin Gordon um, signs with the uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, but of course, the NFL draft uh, is approaching. And listen, we've had a lot of fun talking about these NFL futures, and there are some teams that we do like. Uh, moving forward in the upcoming National Football League season. But think about everything that's happened, guys, just in the last week. <laughs> like, oh, I know. See, like last week, we were playing NBA basketball, and it was like, oh, you know, everything's going to be fine. And here we are right now, you know, think. Like, you know, the country's basically on, on lockdown. So it's hard to, like, think about football in September right now. And it's really hard to take your money and want to put it on NFL futures when you're not going to get paid to the end of the NFL season. But the NFL draft is another story, uh, Ken. And the National Football League draft is proceeding as planned, of course, without the fans. not going to be the big party at the Bellagio uh, like originally planned. Uh, but um, the markets have put, um, put the player props up uh, already. And, you know, the draft isn't that far away. We're talking a little more than a month away uh, right now. And the draft props will change. Right. Like if a guy's over under, people start betting it. It's not going to be there. So it's not we're not just betting. And like, I don't want I don't want to be one of these people. And a lot of people in the media now, everyone's in a tough spot. So I'm not taking shots at anybody. But I don't want to talk about hypothetical things. I like substantive. Like, all right, like we're talking about this. When can we make money off it? Well, right now it's a unique situation. There's not a ton of stuff going on. We'll have a couple of AFL picks for you on the way out here. Uh, late night Saturday night AFL picks, but um, the NFL draft we can bet on, and and the props will change. And I want to talk to you about a player since you know we've had some of this quarterback, um, you know, with Philip Rivers to the Colts and Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. Uh, of course, there's you know the second wave of quarterbacks are going to be coming into the league uh, via the draft, and there's a lot of talk about um, Jordan Love uh, right now, and people are pretty split on Jordan Love, like. Some people think this kid's going to be like a top five, top six pick, and other people think he's a potential bust. It's interesting because Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay on ESPN have a uh, have a wager going, $5,000. And 
They were they were pretty heated, Cam. I actually saw them get into an argument about this <laughs> um, like a month ago, okay? And it wasn't just for TV. You could tell. Like, it was real. And Kuiper got mad because Kuiper said that Justin Herbert by far is the slam dunk third quarterback taken in the draft. So Joe Burrow's going number one to Cincinnati. We know this. Tua's getting healthier than people thought, guys. Tua's going to get drafted very high. And I think Tua's a top five go- pick. He could go anywhere, Gabe. Think about the two scenarios you have, right? Uh, you look at teams, who's going to Colts? Colts still need a quarterback after Phillip Rivers, right? You don't think they would take a shot? What about all the other teams? Chargers trading up for Tua. Like Miami, the favorite at minus 240 right now. He is intriguing because after that domino falls, crazy stuff's going to happen. But I think there's like four teams. I might take like a, a dog in this one to to basically move up and take Tua. I think he's a special quarterback, and I'm with you. He's healing better, and he has that winning attitude. I think he wants to prove the world wrong. I love Tua, and I hope he does well. I think Tua, the problem with Tua, though, is he going to be, is he going to be injury prone? He was injury prone in college. He's a little slight. He's not a big dude. There's only so much muscle uh, he can put on. But I do like Tua a lot, and I do think Tua is a top talent. Um, So... Listen, Joe Burrow is going to be the top quarterback taken. And Tua will be the second quarterback taken, I believe. Yet, and the debate was, so people just assume Justin Herbert. And if you, look at, if you look at the numbers here, the sports books are in agreement. I mean, look, Tua is over under two and a half. It's minus 300. Uh, it's a minus 300 over uh, two and a half. So they don't think he's going to be one of the top two picks. But he could go third. The thing is, though, guys... People could trade up for Tua. Yes. Like, there could be some value, actually, Cam, just rolling the dice that he goes second overall. That that the Redskins trade the pick. That, I agree. Know, somebody could say Tua's a star. He's the next, like, superstar quarterback. We're not we're not passing on this. We're going to trade up. You're looking, I'm looking at a team like, I'm just saying, if you want a flyer, Jacksonville's 25 to 1. Why wouldn't they? You think you're going to win with Gardner Minshew? Foles is gone. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's an interesting scenario. There are those teams that could go up and get there. So you might want to drop some money on a bomb. Look, so Justin Herbert's draft position is five and a half. Yet over five and a half is minus 235. And he could go fifth overall. I like, you know, it wouldn't shock me. But now this is where we get into the debate here. And listen, you know, we're not here to put together a mock draft right now. Well, there's time to do that. We're just looking at the board. And I you know it all, this is where all this starts with me is, is Jordan Love. Jordan Love, guys, he's in the conversation with Justin Herbert. Like, Jordan Love is in the conversation with Tua right now. Like, it only takes one, Cam. There's 32 NFL GMs. It only takes one. And as we see, Bill O'Brien's an NFL GM right now. Matt (laughs) Patricia's an NFL coach. We're not talking about rocket scientists here. I mean, look at the Cleveland Browns, bro. They just drafted Njoku, who's a really good tight end a couple of years ago. And they no. just they just made Austin yeah. Hooper like that. Right, like right. Exactly. NFL teams do stupid and weird things all the time. Yep. So I'm willing to you know roll the dice on it a bit. But as far as Jordan Love is concerned, his prop is 13 and a half. And I'll tell you what, that's way too low. I There's agree. no way in hell that Jordan Love is going to be there with the 14th pick. I agree 100. percent Jordan Love, I know you talked about it. We talked about it. he's got a little bit of Mahomes in him, right? His earlier years were he's better. He's the one that everyone compares. That yeah, he's, yeah. he's the guy that – because, look, yeah. Joe Burrow isn't Mahomes. No. Even though he kind of is. Yeah. He is, actually. He's Joe Burrow is mobile. He makes good decisions. 
you know, Mahomes has better arm strength than, than Burrow. Tua and Tua and Mahomes, they're kind of the similar, but not really. Um, and they're not the same quarterback, but there's some similarities there. But Jordan Love is that physical specimen can that, that they love. Yeah. Here's the thing about Jordan Love, too. The intangibles he brings to the table. And a lot of people will take a chance on him because when you look at Mahomes' record, Gabe, he threw 29 picks in college. You're like, what? So this guy was throwing picks in college at a very high rate. He so goes you're not concerned with Jordan Love. 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions last year. Listen, the year before it was 32 and 6. Dig, dig, 32 touchdowns, 6. But he did lose talent, right? He lost talent. I think that guy, I think that's one of the best bets on the board because you got to think even those teams that have older type quarterbacks, if he's available at like seven, eight, nine, like some teams will just go, hey, let's just get this guy. He's a, you know, if people are thinking him and Herbert are pretty close, I think Herbert's better. Uh, I think he's a safer pick, but him lasting over 14, no way. Like if you're one of those teams, like that's a good bet. You take that bet. I don't, I'm not saying I think Jordan Love, and I'm not a big Jordan Love fan. And I might be wrong. We'll see. Time will tell. Right? But I'm not a massive Jordan Love fan yet. It doesn't matter what I think. We're talking about a prop bet here, whether he's going to be taken over under a 13 and a half. And I think he will. I think he's going to go. He's not going to last a 14. But I look at Jordan Love and, you know, people, if you think that uh, he's a rusher, people think, oh, he's mobile. He's not. Um, He rushed 46 times last year for 165 yards. Three points. 3.6 3.6 yards a carry. Not yeah. really. Uh, even a year before when he lit it up, 43 for 63, 43 rushing attempts, 63 yards. He averaged 1.5 yard attempt. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Haskins in that sense that he's, he's going to stand back there and throw. I don't like the decision process that Jordan Love does on the football field. That's my deal. I don't care about the wins and losses. The interceptions are a little bit of a concern. He makes bad decisions on the field. I don't know. He didn't have a great year this year. I'm not going to fully hold it against him. But like I stated, it doesn't matter. I, you know what I mean? I'm not talking whether I think he's going to be great or not. I'm talking whether I think he's going to be over under the 13th and a half pick in a draft. And under. I think it's a solid bet. And I'll tell you what. So right now we're doing this. It's March 20th. It's Friday, March 20th. Um, and, and it's 13 and a half. Let's check in in like two weeks. It'll be 10 and a half, 11 and a half. Like he's it's not going to remain at 13 and a half, guys. People hey, are going to clue in, and Jordan Love's not going to last a 14. Hey, Gabe, listen to this one. So I'm just on uh, some different books. I kind of like this bet. Over two quarterbacks drafted in the top five, <laughs> plus 300, three to one. I like that. Yes, because you know what? You have the automatic with Joe Burrow. Burrow, two oh, that's out of the Herbert. Way. Herbert. Oh, yeah, there could be three, three quarterbacks in there the could, top five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, that's a great bet, three to one. I think we're going to bet it right now. Uh, that is a good bet. I like it. That's see, that's odds that won't be there after. Like I'm telling you, with these NFL draft props too, the books are a little vulnerable. They don't really know. They sort of follow Mel Kiper and McShay, and they read the media and stuff. But they put these numbers up, and they don't last. Like Cam's getting a nice number here on that. Two quarterbacks taken in the top five plus three hundred. Great bet. Yeah, if two there of them could, are there. There could be three quarterbacks up. taken in the top five. First thing I can do on this bet is push. That's the worst thing I could do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, look, your number, you know, like Tua, yeah, Tua is supposed to go, like, third. They haven't projected to be third. Someone's going to trade up. There's an interest. So, Jordan Love is 13 and a half. Tua is two and a half. Uh, Justin Herbert, 
Um, and, you know, there's value to the under with all of them. Like Tua, under two and a half is plus 220. Somebody could trade up to get him. And you know what I mean? I mean, and every year people say the same thing. Oh, they're not great quarterbacks this year. And then everyone trades up for all yeah, the quarterbacks. Exactly. It's the same crap every year, guys. Smoke screen. Yeah, someone can say, you know what? Two is a star. Some people think two is better than Burrow. So somebody could tr- trade up. Um, so you get Burrow under two and a, uh, you get uh, Tua under two and a half or plus 220. Justin Herbert, it wouldn't shock me, guys, if he went fifth overall or in the top five or someone traded him up for him. I don't love it, but under is plus 180. The best bet here, we were talking about it, is Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love at 13 uh, and a half. Now we get into something interesting, though, Cam. And I saw, I saw like, uh, how many quarterbacks are going to be drafted? In the first round or total? In the first round. Yep. Probably four. So, Herbert. Love Tua, love Tua, Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's 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 four and a half, but to the over, it's plus two seventy. Hmm. Now, so we, there's going to be there's guaranteed four. We know there's four. Joe Burrow guaranteed, Tua guaranteed, Justin Herbert guaranteed, Jordan Love guaranteed. There, those guys are all guaranteed first round picks right now, guaranteed. So you're rolling the dice and you're getting plus 270. Then you get into it, you get into Eason, who some people like and some people don't. And I don't. I'm, I'm seeing some mock drafts where Eason's a first rounder. I'm that's, not really buying that's, it. You know what? Here's the thing about Eason, and I watch a lot of Washington Huskies football as you do. He looks the part, but he's not the part. He makes too many, like, you know what I see, Gabe? You've seen their games, like, plays down to the level of competition. One week he'll look great, and some weeks he looks like a high school quarterback. He's just not consistent enough. I wouldn't take him in the first round. He has talent, though. I know, I know. Um, he's he's hard. That's the thing, that he's he's an enigma, these guys, yeah, one of these guys. He's an enigma. That I've seen, I've seen people split on him, and smart guys that they say when you watch him throw a football, you're like, damn, that's an NFL throw. Like, people are like, this kid throws like a man already. Like, he's got NFL. Basically, you could tell him, throw it 16 yards in between his hash mark. Dang, he'll do it. But as you stated, in games, he's very robotic. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. He's very robotic. He drops back. I don't know. He has problems getting rid of the ball quickly. Like, if they, yeah, he's he, one of these quarterbacks, he if the pocket collapses, he he's panics. in trouble. Yeah, he panics a lot. You know, we were, he's very sort of Jared Goffish almost. Like, that's a, good, that's a good comparison. Isn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's okay. He's I think not that's terrible, fair. but he's all right. And listen, somebody's going to draft this kid in the second, third round, Cam, second and maybe round. higher, right? He'll go, but, he'll, go, he'll go in round two, Gabe. You're not going to leave him on the table for round three. Somebody's going to go. He's too good, at, uh, yeah, uh, but I wouldn't take him in the first. Now, listen, this one isn't flashy, okay? But I noticed this prop. Total uh, over-under offensive linemen taken in the first over, round. Over! It's six and a half. Oh, there'll be eight or nine taken. Exactly. So, it's such a need. And I was looking at the mocks and, you know, the rankings of the players, like their level of player, you know what I mean? Like, because they do overall grades, right? Like, who's a first-round talent? And basically... There's like seven, eight dudes that could be taken in the first round as offensive linemen. Yeah. Now the prop, 
The prop is six and a half. Now, let's think about the teams. I'll tell you right now. Um, Kyler Murray was running for his life, bro. Arizona. Arizona needed an offensive lineman. Like, they can't have Kyler Murray running for his life all the time. That's a lock. I almost guarantee you the New York Giants take an offensive lineman. Man, you're really crushing those coats today, Ken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that pizza was really salty. (laughs) I got the Brooklyn pepperoni. Every time I look up, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got the Brooklyn pepperoni. A lot of Domino's. They like to load on that sodium. Jeez. Feel like I'm, right. I'm so, eating a salt shaker. You're anyway, like an offensive lineman. <laughs> All right, so the offensive lineman segment. So yeah, the Cardinals need alignment. The yes. Giants need alignment. Tom Brady, one of the weaknesses of the Buccaneers. Oh yes, yes. You gotta Bill. protect TV if you're gonna pay that kind of money. Seattle need alignment. Oh, big the time. Miami Dolphins need alignment. The Denver Broncos, Broncos line is bad. You know whose line is terrible? The Cleveland Browns. Yep. They are terrible. Like they need a lot they're of offensive linemen. Oh yeah, they're like I have, I have one. Two, the Jets I think need a linemen. Eight, eight or one, nine. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And listen, the Chiefs are the last pick of the draft. They'll take one too. They can roll the dice on a lineman. You know what I mean? You got to think there's the eight or nine taken in the first round. It's six and a half. And like I said, Cardinals, Jets, Giants, Buccaneers, Browns, Seahawks, Dolphins, Broncos, and Chiefs. And when I say that you're like, oh, Dolphins, Dolphins have multiple picks in the first round. They can get a quarterback and an offensive lineman, uh, bring them in together, which makes a lot of sense uh, right there. So a couple, those are the early props that I think are the best bets right now, guys. Jordan Love. Under 13 and a half, where he's going to be drafted. Under 13 and a half. And I like this over six and a half uh, offensive lineman in the first round. Yeah, and I got another one for you guys. If you can find it at three to one, over two quarterbacks drafted in the top five. We guarantee a push. If the third gets there, you get the money. It's three to one. I love that bet. That you got, uh, oh, you're like Scott Wetzel now. You're guaranteeing it's free money. Yeah, it's free a money. free bet. Joe oh, Burrow goes first overall, <laughs> and it's a free bet, actually. It's a free bet. A free push. Yeah, it's a free push. Yeah, you're playing for a push. You're playing, you're playing for a push. All right, we'll take a quick break. Get out of grade. We're going to answer your questions next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Marenzi. Uh, hope uh, you're enjoying our content as we uh, broadcast on remote. It's uh, difficult circumstances for everybody. It's just our first couple of days, so um, if Cam's head is too big and my head is too small and... <laughs> 
and all this other stuff. And the guy's in a pit, and everyone's doing their best at home. It really is an operation uh, going on right now that we're learning on the fly. Uh, but uh, a lot of people are asking, well, what about YouTube? What's going to be on YouTube? Guys, like YouTube is just one platform for all of you that are too lazy to sign up for things, okay? And even all these other things are free. And then you sit around, you're like, oh, I can't get the show. The show's up on Zumo. The show's up on Pluto. The show's up on Stir. It's all free, guys. You download the app on your phone for free. You watch the show for free on your phone. All right? It's not just like uh, on YouTube, all right? So just for, if, you're, if you're jonesing for our content and stuff like that, you know what? You actually, it's beneficial to actually, when we tell you about Pluto and Zumo and all these things, to actually sign up. It's free. It's free. No money. All right? So March Madness would have uh, started, and that's disappointing. Yep. Uh, but hey, it is it is what it is, uh, Kev. Uh, but we've got brackets. And remember last year, it was during this time we actually did the fast food bracket. Barstool oh, yeah. did it, and we just copied it, and we went along with it. And you know, we were talking about KFC and all that. I like this one, and this is just a guy on Twitter actually. Good job by him. Just threw it out there. He goes, which TV, uh, which TV uh, uh, theme song? Uh, slaps the hardest, okay, which is the best theme song. So it's a 16-song uh, bracket. It's a 16-song bracket. And uh, let's start off uh, with the one seed versus the 16, which is a real classic. Barney Miller. Yeah, good, good Barney one. Miller versus Amen, which is like a gospel uh, song. I don't with even all know respect Amen. To Amen. Barney Miller's Barney Miller. Next. Well, Barney yeah. Miller advances. All right? You're right. We don't even, that, we're not hey, you're in a band. That, yeah. that, that like, bass in the Barney Miller. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, come on. It's classic. I, I don't even know what the hell Amen is. So, Barney Miller by default. And I got to be honest, the fact that MASH's theme song's not on this is a disgrace. Oh, dun, 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 Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're right. <laughs> that's, that's the most that famous thing. It's top 16 for fun. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, it's a millennial that did this. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. All right, so we have a nine versus eight, and I think the nine is coming in two seated low here. And I don't even know who the hell the eight is. Harper Valley PTA. What the hell that is? Pass. Yeah, versus Cheers. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Again, Amen and Harper Valley High. What was this? Some like teenage knows your name. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I, I love Cheers. You're always glad you came. Glad you came. I'm choking. I, I, I should be able to sing this. Like, go no problem. Where everybody knows Gabe's name. name. Yeah, Gabe's name. Cam's name. Uh, all right, so we have The Rock. So Cheers advances versus Harper Valley. All right, Rock versus ROC versus the Jeffersons. Wow, we don't even need to debate this. The Jeffersons, moving Jefferson on Jefferson by a landslide. They covered the spread. Did you know that uh, the neighbor on the Jeffersons, the chick she was married to, the goofy white dude on the show, she actually sang that song. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. She just died oh. recently. That's why I knew that. I had Moving no idea. on up. Moving on up to the sky. Oh, to a deluxe really apartment in the sky. Moving yeah. on up. Moving on up. You know what's funny? They moved on up. They used to live next to Archie Bunker. <laughs> and, like, exactly. and, and the other white stooge. That guy yeah. is always like, with the black. Funny? They go. got rich and Archie Bunker didn't. <laughs> like, they're like, see Archie. <laughs> All right, this next one's a nice little battle. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is a pretty classic, come on. It is. Versus the Facts of Life. 
You take it is your good, you take your back. There you got the facts of life. Takes a lot of... You got to go with Fresh Prince. Yeah, West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, is where I spent most of Gabe's days. He was hustling in NDG. Fresh Prince, Facts of Life. You watch that show again, it's kind of like weird, you know? This next one, not even a debate. Golden Girls versus Magnum. Which one? What is Golden Girls? Thank you for being a friend. Is that one? Yeah. Down the road and back again. It's actually a good thing. You're a pal and a confidant. Yeah, it's a good tune. But uh, Magnum's better. I can play it on guitar. I'm a big Magnum fan. I watch it so much, I sat there. All right. This is We got some old school car battle here. Night Rider versus Dukes of Hazard. Night Rider. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, okay. Gotta go Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, you're right. Was never meaning no harm. Night Rider's good. It's pretty good. Uh, Hasselhoff. Yeah, before he hit, uh, hit hit the hit hit the floor with the burgers. I love David Hasselhoff. That guy's great, man. <laughs> <laughs> before he got. Before he got all messed out, you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. you got yeah. We both uh, did there. All right, uh, all right. This next one, pretty both good, both great theme songs. Happy days, that's good. Yep, very good. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday happy days. Yeah, yeah. What's the next one? The greatest American hero. <laughs> you remember the episode of Seinfeld? That was believe, a great believe joke. it or not. George isn't at home. <laughs> believe it or not, I'm yeah. not here. I think this one's believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Believe it or not, I'm. It's a good song. Believe it or not. I'm. Yeah, he was like a goofy dude, but he could fly like Superman suddenly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, actually. The greatest American hero. I've got to go with Happy Days, but I, go with happy. I feel sorry for the great American hero. It's actually an underrated theme song and a tough uh, matchup. All right. So this next one's a slam dunk, and I think I'm insulted that we come in as a 15 seed. WKRP in Cincinnati versus a different world. What's a different world? Is that the Cosby spinoff show? I'll tell you something. The fact that they're a, they're a two. Uh, uh, hey, millennial, your test sucks. I'm going to tell you another thing. We got a 15 versus a two. We got Hampton winning. Remember with Iowa State and Marcus Pfizer, upset Central. WKRP moves on a different world. <laughs> I can't believe it's a two seed. They should be. We should flip the seeds. Two, WKRP okay. should be two. Different and, world shouldn't even be on the list. I agree with you. They shouldn't even be in this competition. What is a different world? That's the Cosby Show yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, that sucks. With the black guy and the glasses. And I the, don't even know the song. I don't even know what it is. It sucks. Yeah. I don't know no song. It's horrible. Terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gone. If you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. Live. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, WKRP. Town to town, up and down the dial. That's beautiful. Uh, great, great. Especially as a radio host, eh? Yeah, I know. Town to town, up and down the dial. Maybe you and me were never meant to That's be, too- but baby, just, just thinking me once in a while. Yeah. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. Great song. 
Oh, yeah. I agree 100%. Especially as a traveling radio TV host. I, I get choked up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? I love that show, too. Fortunately, <laughs> you and I have never ended up in Cincinnati yet. Uh, I got no problem with Cincinnati. Probably pretty cheap there, Gabe. You know, I think we do really, like, when you talk about houses and stuff, I bet you can really, with a budget, you could really go far in Cincinnati. You know what's funny, though? Why it was Cincinnati? It rhymed with WKRP. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason? Yeah, like the name of the show is WKRP, and they, they were like, uh, they were like, well, what does it rhyme with? It couldn't be like New Mexico, and like they sort of, and then they were like Cincinnati. Oh, WKRP. Yeah. Now the show was me. Yeah, exactly. Or WKRP in Miami. Miami. Yeah, those ones. Free work. Uh, <laughs> you know, the show only lasted like two years or something like that too. Yeah, it was too serious. They used to upset CBS. They were too the 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 subject matter was too serious. Um, all right, so Barney Miller advances, beats Amen. Then we have Cheers versus Barney Miller. That's a challenge. We took Cheers, didn't we? Well, now Cheers versus Harper Valley. But what about versus Barney Miller? Yeah, oh, we no, no. Cheers. I gotta go Cheers. It's more famous, Cam. Well, Barney Miller's got a good riff. I hate yeah, to say, all man. It's, you know what, Barney Miller, the guys at the Meadowlands, those horse guys remind me of the cast. Like, yes. Like yes. Freddy and, and Disco Dan. Like, remember Barney Miller? Like, uh, Fish was on it. Yeah. Uh, remember the Asian guy, Ron, Ron Wu? Yeah. He was always betting on the horses instead they're of being a proof. cop. He's like, hey, I'm wait, I'm watching the race here. He's like, <laughs> they're true rock. You're so yeah. right. Barney the black Miller. guy was writing a book all the time about being a cop. He goes, one day I'll be, won't be a cop anymore. He's writing a book. <laughs> You're That's absolutely great. correct. No, I like Barney Miller. Great Mojo. Mojo, the cop. Um, all right, so cheers, Barney Miller. I got to go cheers. Jefferson's versus Fresh Prince. Man, that's a really tough one. I hate to say it. I almost have to go with Fresh Prince. We got to go Fresh Prince. We got to go a little bit, yeah. That's tough, but I'll go there. Right, so then it's Fresh Prince versus Cheers. Fresh Prince. I'll take Fresh Prince over Cheers. That's pretty, yeah, yeah. What do we got? Wow, Fresh Prince is doing well. Uh, Fresh Prince advances. All right. Um, Magnum advances Golden Girls. Magnum versus Dukes of Hazard. Magnum I'm, still. I'm going Magnum. Magnum. Happy Days, Greatest American Hero. We got to go Happy Days. Happy Days all day. WKRP Cincinnati beats Happy Days. I agree with that. So then we're in the WKRP versus Magnum. Sorry, Thomas Magnum. You're fired. <laughs> Hello, Higgins. Yeah, yeah Higgins, Higgins says yeah. you're evicted. Yeah, I love the new Magnum PI, yeah, the chick Higgins and stuff. What a trick. Right, so WKRP in Cincinnati advances. Yes. The new Magnum sucks. We're getting, we're getting down to the, uh, the gist of it here. So we got WKRP in Cincinnati versus the Fresh Prince of Bel Air for the championship. WKRP wins. I agree with you. I got we took we better. And I don't have a problem with with Fresh Prince being runner up. It's fair. You're it's it's a great classic. You know what I mean? People will be surprised that you and I. Yeah, we put the Fresh Prince. He made it to the final. <laughs> like, I gotta tell you, WKRP in Cincinnati was a good future as a 15 seed. We oh can't. yeah, well we nailed that. That was like plus. Uh, that was like plus 80, uh, 80 to one. Yeah, you know, 95 to one. For sure. Uh, yeah, 15 seed WKRP. I would have made him smash the field, routed the field. I agree, hundred percent. It was a battle in the championship game against uh, against the Fresh Prince. <laughs> so, uh, I saw our boy Jordan Kovacs on on Twitter, Cam. Yeah. 
he's been, um, I saw he's been reduced to betting weather. Sportsbooks are taking weather uh, bets. <laughs> but Wendy, that's the question is uh, you got to think about it. Like weather changes all the time. So it's I guess the they have, they have was, what was the What was the weather at 9 p.m. at the airport? Oh, nice, nice. And, and he hit the under two and a half, right? Yeah, two and a half degrees. <laughs> so just, what would that be in Fahrenheit? Like 42? I think he won. I think, I think he won. There's <laughs> limits on it. There's there's limits on it. So, yeah, as I was dating, Cam, so I did some research on this chess stuff. All right? Yep. I'm like, you know, whatever, World Chess Championship. And this isn't lowbrow. This is chess. Pretty classy, actually. Like, betting on the chess championships. And not just, like, the, uh, not just the, like, the uh, a chess championship. All right, so here it is. World Candidates Chess Tournament. All right, wait. Outright. To win outright. Who's it on? What what book's it on? All of them? Um, this is at Bet365. Oh, I think I... Wow, these guys are digging. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but, and you know what? We even have better odds from last time I checked. He must be down a couple of pawns. <laughs> Yeah, he's in trouble. This is they like, got it. This is they like got curling, Cam. This is like curling. I'm gonna call bet three six five. Uh, can I get a chess uh, tease? Uh, do you guys got chess teasers? Yeah, chess teasers. Can I get uh, plus four and a half kings and pawns? Yeah, yeah. It would only be pawns, right? Because they're one. Yeah, you get. I'll give you in a handicap like versus the machine two and a half pawns. That's what you get. That was the best. Your curling teaser. Can I get four and a half? I'm like, what are you crazy? You get one and a half rocks. No, I wanted three and a half yeah, rocks. A I wanted to add three and a half rocks. Yeah. I get three and a half rocks. You're like, no, no, no. no. no if no, a no. teaser, you're doing curling teasers, it's half a rock and a rock. That's it. I, like, I'll give you a rock and a half. That's you a, should be able to buy a rock. I agree. You could. Like, you know, I want to buy a rock or a half. You know, like half a point. It's like buying half a rock. Yep. I like, we're not yeah. talking about like rock crack rock. Like we're talking like curling rocks. I want to buy half a rock. Wow, it's, yeah, those rocks. It's a big rock. Yeah, yeah. So Fabio Coriana, that's the guy. Fabio Coriana. He's the He's world now champ. Plus one sixty-two. He's the second-ranked chess player in the world. And um, like I said, he's lost to Magnus Carlsen a couple of times. And Carlson's awaiting the winner of this tournament for the World Chess Championship. This is like the throwdown to get to get to play Carlson. I'll tell you though, last time I checked, he was minus one ten. Now he's plus one sixty two. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that that can't be good. He's got to be uh, whoever he's playing's got a few of his pieces. I would have to believe. Uh, Liren Deng is plus three fifty. Uh, Ian Neaponamichi uh, plus four hundred. <laughs> Yeah, 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 the the world, <laughs> the international world of chess. Uh, yeah, hey, well, Australian rules football is working out for you, so you should uh, stick. Yes, sir. That's been a good start for sure. Uh, all right, so we got about a minute, a minute and a half left here. So as we stayed off the top, stay safe, everybody. And uh, just a quick update. You know, I'm just being real here. Um, Adam Silver did an interview with Rachel Nichols, and she says, "All right, what's you know, what's the status? What's the timeline?" And kind of what I talked about the other day, there's probably not going to be any fans at any point. They're looking into playing games in the um, in G League arenas or the NBA team's practice facilities. Mm-hmm. And 
before we were all hoping, well, maybe mid-June and whatever, and even silver. That's what they said last week. Silver's new deal is best case scenario, early July. Wow. That's like what we're looking at now. So, you know, guys, we're going to have to hunker down here. Hopefully the Aussies uh, eat their Vegemite and stay strong <laughs> and are able to fight through this and provide us some AFL footy action. But more great seeing you, uh, Ken. Yeah, you got uh, it, We'll buddy. jump into the NFL draft. We'll, we'll, we'll find some uh, stuff for you guys for the weekend uh, to bet on up next on the next Game Time Decisions. Uh, thanks to everybody for editing. I know everyone's doing uh, the best that they can under difficult circumstances. Remember, guys, sign up for Pluto, Zumo, Stir, and all the free services. Other than that, you're on your own. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.